cowboys and a whole team full of tomboys. And I ain't tryna be disrespectful, but you know how we are, boy. We ain't gotta win just to really win, so we ain't taking no loss, boy. And my team like the weekend, call my team full of them stars, boy. Now back to the podcast, you want stats and standings, we got all of that. And I know it's about football, but it's so good, you gotta run it back. Come listen for some good talk and some sports fun if you into that. Welcome back to the WFT Declassified Podcast. It is Dallas week. As a fan of the Washington football team, there should be no other game that gets you more hype than playing Dallas. These have been our rivals since the crib, since we were babies. This is what matters. This is what it's all about. And guess what? Both teams are competitive. Both teams are vying for playoff spots. If you go outside, you'll notice it's cold outside. That means it's December, and we got something real to talk about. Welcome to Dallas Week officially. Eric, how are you? I'm great. It is Dallas Week, and I love that Dallas Week is at the end. We got two Dallas games at the end of the season. I love that all NFC East games are at the end of the season. It's a, that's the way this schedule should be every year, so I'm pretty excited, as you can probably tell by my voice. Yes, the energy is real. Brian, how's it going? It's going wonderful. We get to beat up on the Cowboys this weekend, so I'm happy. That's right. This is such a good week for football. You know, the games that are on TV that are not, uh, you know, Washington football team games last week were really boring and dull. Now we're getting into division games across the entire league. Football matters for everybody. I am happy. Let's take care of business. First of all, thank you to all the new listeners and subscribers. You guys went nuts with this last episode. We love it. Tell your friend to tell a friend. Make sure they subscribe. Everybody that's checking out the website and the blogs, we appreciate you guys there. The feedback, everything is amazing. We appreciate you. Now down to business with Dallas. Let's start here. Eric, is there one game against Dallas over the years that really stood out to you? Sure. Um, The first uh, game I ever attended in person was uh, a Dallas game. And unfortunately, it was Heath Shuler's first start in the NFL and uh, <laughs> did not go our way. <laughs> so that would definitely, although I did see, uh, I think that was the game Daryl Green and Alvin Harper got in a big fight in the end zone. That was pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's a memorable, of course. And then, you know, the Monday night Cowboy Killer Santana Moss game is probably my favorite. Like just that was such a great experience watching that. Uh, so that's probably my favorite Dallas uh, Washington game. That was amazing. Brian, what about you? What's your favorite Dallas Washington game? Yeah, so the Santana, Mark Brunel, that was that was awesome. That's probably number one. But the one that I kind of remember, it, because it solidified in my mind how big of frauds the Cowboys are, was the Colt McCoy Monday night <laughs> yeah. uh, beatdown, where Colt McCoy, the, the Cowboys are like 7-1 and one or 6-1 and one or something. We, we've got an awful record. We're down to Colt McCoy, um, University of Texas star. He goes back there and puts 30 of 35 passing 300 some yards and wins the game. And I'm like, you know, if you're, if you're this great team, America's team, you should be able to do better, but they're not. It's because they're frauds. And that, that one really stuck in my mind. So when everyone, anyone talks about Dallas, they've got this player, they got that player. I just know deep down, they're going to give it away at some point. Dallas are frauds. So that was a big one for me. Yeah. I got a couple. We were kids. We watched Dallas uh, beat Washington. And my sister, my older sister and I were so upset about it. We called up our friend who was a Cowboys fan and told him to meet us at the park with one of his buddies. And we met at the park and we played him in uh, football. It was tackle football. I think I was like in sixth grade, seventh grade. 
my sister and I demolished them because they were Cowboys fans. We were lighting them up all over the field. And then, of course, the unforgettable Monday night comeback. I worked in Northern Virginia at the time. I had to commute. It was so late in the night when that comeback completed. I stayed up. My sister married a Cowboys fan, and uh, they were beefing in their household <laughs> before the game started. And she said that, you know, when we came back, she went into the room and rubbed it in his face, which <laughs> didn't help the argument. But it was just such a great time. It was such an enjoyable game. And uh, you know what made it special to me? A couple of things. Number one, our offense wasn't really moving the ball at all, all game long. And then we just had two out of nowhere deep passes. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, finally some real offense. And, of course, we were beating Dallas because of it. But Sean Taylor, at the end of that game, blew up Patrick Creighton on the fourth yes, down did. play. Yep. which sealed the deal. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, good old Roy Williams. He was their version of Bobby McCain, just <laughs> letting the ball fly right over his head. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, Roy Williams so had such a, a, such a reputation as a hitter. He couldn't cover to save his life, though, man. Oop. That dude was trash. All right. Woo! We got that out of our system. It's Dallas week. I feel good. I'm ready. Uh, Eric, give me your uh, your ten thousand foot view on this game coming up. How you feel about it? Uh, I'm not sure how to feel about that. How to how to feel about this game? Like I like Washington's chances in this game uh, quite a bit, especially the way that they handled uh, the Vegas offense last week because that was kind of a a warm up game for what what Dallas brings. Dallas got a very explosive offense, even if they haven't been as explosive the last few games. Um, <clears throat> they're still putting up points. Um, but so was so, so was Vegas and, and Washington did a really good job and had a really solid game plan. So that gives me some confidence. Um, but still, I think, you know, we're, we're going to have to put some points on the board if we're going to win this game uh, this week. I don't think it's going to be 17 to 15. I love it if it is. But um, I think Washington's going to need to put some points on the board this week. Yeah, that the old uh, control the clock for 48 minutes <laughs> formula might not be effective enough because Dallas scores in a hurry when they're clicking. Brian, tell me how you feel about this game, your, your 10,000-foot view, if you will, sir. My 10,000-foot view is awesome because I feel really, really good about this game. And I feel good about this game for a couple of reasons. If you look at Dallas's losses, they've got four losses. Uh, one uh, first one of the year uh, to the Bucks, uh, they just traded touchdowns, right? It was all passing yards. You kind of got to throw that one out. But the other uh, three, Kansas City, Denver, uh, and the Raiders, all those teams outrushed Dallas. They ran it on Dallas. They ran it right up the middle on Dallas, and they beat them. And that's something that we can do. That's our strength. We can run it. We can run it the entire game. We can run it up the middle. Dallas is a front-running team. They've got great skill players. They've got a great quarterback. They've got good receivers. They'll throw it on you. They want to get up on you, and they want to just rush the passer. They don't want to stop the run. They want to get up on you so you can get out of your game plan, uh, and then you're forced to have to throw it and trade touchdowns with them. If we get into that type of game, we're going to lose. But if we do what we do and we run the football, we muddy the game up, we make it so that our offense is out there the entire time. Dallas only has a few opportunities. If we can do that and we play our game, then we're going to be just fine. But if we decide, hey, today's the day we're going to score 45 points and we're going to uh, match touchdown for touchdown with Dallas, it ain't going to work out for us. We've got to continue to play our game, focus on us, not what Dallas can do. And I think we're going to be just fine. 
Yeah, I like that. I mean, the, the formula for us is there. The, the problem in that formula is the variable is the other team. And so we, we prove that the Raiders have an offense that you can shut down, if you will. And they had had some games where they weren't the most effective they could have been, and they were missing a big piece in Darren Waller. Dan Waller is the key cog in that Raiders offense. Dallas doesn't have that problem. They have Zeke. They have Tony Pollard, who's actually running the ball maybe better than Zeke when given the opportunity. They have CeeDee Lamb. Um, and we'll go through all the matchups in just a minute, but I'm trying to make the point that this team is running uh, or firing on all cylinders. And so our ball control formula is going to be based on our ability to convert on second and third downs. And the, since the bye week, the coaching staff has found a way to allow Taylor Heineke to play in his lane, which is let him make plays when it's time to make plays. Other than that, you make these short throws, you complete them, they're high percentage throws, and then we're going to run the ball. To your point, Brian, if Dallas gets up by a couple of touchdowns, all of that goes out the window. And now what are we going to do? We're going to have to be able to try to match touchdowns with them. So I don't want to see that happening. I want to see us, first of all, if we get the choice to receive or kick, I want to receive. I want us to set the tone. I want us to run the football early. I want us to not get cute and creative. Let's just try to bully them because I think we can. I think we can. Their defense is a defense that doesn't necessarily worry about down to down. They're trying to make plays. They're trying to get you to, to get comfortable and throw some picks, right? And they're because they're a scoring defense. Their defense can score touchdowns. That's what they want to get you into. So hopefully we get the ball early and we establish our tempo early and uh, we can control the game from the start and not have to try to come back. All right, Brian, talk to us about the position matchups that we have coming up this game. All right, so start off because it's not about Dallas. It's about us. We're going offense first, our guys. So in the past game, Right. You know, our guy, the wonder boy, Taylor Heineke. We've got Terry McLaurin. We've got DeAndre Carter. We've got Adam Humphreys. We've got Deami Brown. We've got uh, John Bates, Samus Reyes. Ricky Seals Jones is practicing. He's on track to start, but it's not a given uh, just yet. Versus the Cowboys have overrated corner Trayvon Diggs. He's got like nine interceptions. Um, he is an aggressive corner. Uh, but he's not that good. Terry's pretty good. Uh, you've got Anthony Brown, J-Ron Curse at strong safety, and DeMonte Kazee. Eric, who do you got in that matchup? I am taking Washington's passing offense because I will never pick Dallas in anything. Um, <laughs> Trayvon Diggs is, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. He does make a lot of plays, and he's very opportunistic, but he also gets beat because he gambles. So I would love to see him gamble on a pass to Terry and have Terry take it 80 yards because I think that'll happen. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm calling it. Bold prediction. Terry gets a long touchdown because he torches Trayvon when he gambles. So that's going to happen. Um, and it's going to be a yard after catch touchdown. It's going to be like a slant or an out that he's just going to take to the house because Trayvon Diggs is trash. Um, no, actually, Trayvon Diggs, I actually kind of like him. I would love it if he was on our team, but he's not. So F him. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going Washington's passing, uh, offense Dallas is, uh, I believe 27th against the pass, which probably a little bit skewed because a lot of teams are playing, you know, they, they like shootout type games with a lot of throwing, 
Um, but they can be they can be passed on and they will be passed on this week. Taylor's gonna have 250 minimum. Love it. LE, where you at? All right. So I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with Dallas's pass defense because I just don't think throwing the ball is the formula for us. I just don't. I think running them. So you, you saw the Thursday night game where New England threw the ball three times and won, right? I don't think we'll be that dramatic, but I think there's a similar play here for us where it's just ball control, ball control, ball control, run the ball. Trayvon Diggs is not by any stretch an elite cover corner. I think he's like the 28th best corner in the NFL in terms of coverage. The reason his PFF grades are so low is because his run defense is awful. So we should run the ball at him. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, I think that there's enough there in the Dallas secondary, especially in terms of causing interceptions and turnovers that I would give the edge to them. Curtis Samuel last week had like one catch for like negative something yards. Like, we're just not getting enough out of our second secondary receivers for me to give the edge to us in the past game. We will. Okay. I, I, I believe you, man. I that was last you. week. Curtis Samuel, <laughs> 200 yards receiving this week. Let's do it. And I'm going to make you wear, I'm going to make you wear blue store ointment all week <laughs> because you picked Dallas. I will tell you with an aggressive corner, like Trayvon Diggs, the best thing we can do, double moves, stutter and go out and up because they will bite once we get them uh, to bite. Terry can just take it right up the field, open for that touchdown that you were talking about, Eric. Terry All and right. Curtis. And okay, Diane. Brian. Yeah, and Brian, you're going to make me be the bad guy here, and I don't want to be the bad guy. But, <laughs> Blue star ointment. But That's your punishment. With Let's double, hear it. Let's hear it. With double moves, you got to have two things. you got to have a quarterback with patience in the pocket and a quarterback with arm that can get the ball there. Heineke's been playing better since the bye week, but his limitations have not changed in terms of arm strength. So if you're going to try to run a double move down the field, you had better get it there because you're also giving time for that safety to come over and help. I like the idea. I just get a little bit nervous about the execution of that idea. Taylor Heineke begs to differ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our running game versus their defense. So we've got Antonio Gibson. We may have J.D. McKissick. He's coming back from uh, concussion protocol. He did practice. He was limited. We may have him. Outside of that, we've got Jared Patterson, and then we also have Wendell Smallwood. Uh, for Dallas, you've got Demarcus Lawrence, who is back off of injury. Um, Asa, I'm not even going to say his last name, so I butcher it. Carlos Watkins, uh, both those guys are defensive tackles. Dorrance Armstrong is listed as the defensive end, but Randy Gregory is coming back from injury. He practiced today. It was limited. I think, uh, you know, from what I was reading, he will start if he doesn't have a setback. So you're going to have uh, Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. Really good pass rushers. Maybe not so much in the run game. Linebackers for Dallas. You've got Vander Esch, Keanu Neal, and of course, the star rookie, Micah Parsons. Eric, run game. Who do you Washington. got? Micah Parsons is really good, but um, he's one guy, and nobody else on that defense is is scary in the run game. Leighton Vander Esch is uh, – he's like Jordan Reed level injured. I mean, he's like the, the repla perfect replacement for Sean Lee. He's like the – what do you call it? The sex panther. 60% of the time, he's good every time. That's it. So, yeah, I'm not scared of their run defense at all. They – 
are, I believe, 13th in the league against the run. But again, uh, because they're playing shootout ball and we're not going to play that, uh, we Washington will impose its will and Washington will run the ball effectively against Dallas. And shame on me for not mentioning the most important part of our team in the run game, and that is our offensive linemen. Left tackle Charles Leno Jr., left guard Eric Flowers, Tyler Larson uh, coming back from injury should start. If not, Keith Ishmael will start at center. Right guard Brandon Sheriff, right tackle Cornelius Lucas. Did anybody else see uh, Eric Flowers' last game almost murder three Raiders uh, after they hit Heineke? He yes. Really upset, and none of the Raiders wanted any of it. None of them did. Ellie, who do you got in the run game? I got Washington here, and I think by a pretty wide margin. I think we'll be able, like Eric said, we're, we're going to impose our will. I don't think there's any question about that. The only, the only issue I see with this run game is we like to run wide zone a lot out of the shotgun. We, we've called it the play all season, right? That to me sort of ties into what Dallas does best. The best assets about their defense are their edges, right? They got Micah Parsons and they got uh, Demarcus Lawrence coming at the edge. I want to see us run in between the tackles. Let's get inside behind the guards, things like that. Cause I think we can bully them there. I really, really do. That's what I want to see. But regardless of that, I'm giving the edge to Washington. We've just been on a roll running the ball. And I don't think there's anything that Dallas can do to stop it. As usual. I love our offensive line. And just as a reminder to everybody, the Raiders played Dallas. The Raiders rushed the ball for 143 yards on Dallas. Dallas rushed for 64. So just kind of keep that in mind when comparing our offensive line uh, to theirs. So let's do Dallas now. Dallas, offense, passing, quarterback, Dak Prescott, really good. Uh, wide receivers, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, tight end Dalton Schultz versus our secondary of Bobby McCain, our favorite, Bobby McCain, Cam Curl, Kendall Fuller, William Jackson the third, and Danny Johnson, who will be in the slot. Eric, who do you got? Dallas has a very potent passing offense, but I don't care. They're Dallas, so I'm going with Washington. Um, pass rush is going to be key. You're just going to have to get after him. Jonathan Allen's just going to have to tell uh, Zach Martin who's ball, who the boss is all game long. Um, want to see a big game from Deron Payne. Uh, just want to watch Dak Prescott get hit a lot. Um, I'm not 100% sure that he's all the way back from that calf injury that he suffered. Um, if, if you've ever had a, stra a calf strain, they don't heal quickly. Um, and it's really hard to get uh, to do athletic things when you have one of those. And uh, I'm not 100% sure he's, he's all the way back. And Washington will make sure that he knows that he's not all the way back. Advantage Eric, Washington. Eric, you bring up a good point about that calf strain. So much so that Jerry Jones had to come out today and blame yeah. all the receivers uh, for all the drops and bad passes, except for Dak. And, and You're just running the wrong routes, guys. <laughs> exactly. You're supposed to run three yards in front of you in the dirt. <laughs> Absolutely. Ellie, Dallas or Washington? So Washington has played a lot better lately. They really have. And Dallas is prone to offensive clunkers every three or four games. But the logical side of me says, let's evaluate the data as it is. Dallas's passing attack is three wide receivers deep. And it as a matter of fact, there's more than that. They have guys coming off the bench that can also make plays. They've Michael got Cedric Wilson, uh, yeah. Semi Foku. They've got a couple of guys. You're right. They do. Don't care. 
<laughs> Michael Gallup, had, you know, made an amazing catch in the end zone. They have the ability to to feature any one of those wide receivers in a game at any time, just based on matchup. So I'm going to give the edge to Dallas in the passing game. I don't want to. I don't like them. I'm not a fan of them, but I'm trying to be logical here with my assessment. And I believe that Dallas's passing offense is better than our pass defense. Considering, right. no, I'm going to add one more point to this too, <laughs> because as I was trailing off, I was thinking about this. Last game, Raiders wide receivers were running open the entire time. The pass rush just helped Derek Carr not be able to get it there. Hunter Renfro had like 900 catches for like 9,000 yards against us last week. He was wide open. And Dallas has got three of those kind of dudes. So I, I just feel obligated to give the edge to Dallas. All right. Moving on, we've got the run game for Dallas. So offensive line, left tackle Dallas, Tyron Smith, left guard Connor McGovern, center Tyler it's Tyler B. I don't know how to say that. Right guard, Zach Martin. Right tackle, Lyle Collins. We know the running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Uh, Washington's defensive line. We know all these guys, but we've got James Smith-Williams, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, who has a little bit of a groin uh, this week, but Jonathan Allen's one of those dudes you're going to have to drag him off the field. He's not leaving. Casey Tuhill at the other defensive end. And hopefully we get to see some more Shaka Tony in this game. Our linebackers, Cole Holcomb plays every snap, every game. Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis may not play. He's in concussion protocol. So that means either David Mayo or Jordan Kunziak would probably play for us. Um, Eric, who you got? Do I even need to say? Of course, it's Washington. <laughs> we got John Alvin and Deron Payne. That's enough. I don't care. Their stupid offensive line has been overrated for like five years. Zach Martin's good. The rest of those guys, Tyron Smith um, was good in 2018. Not worried about him anymore. Lael Collins, he's named after Superman's dad. I mean, pff, whatever. Uh, I, I got, I, no, it's, uh, I'm going Washington on this one as well. Uh, we're going to, especially since Dallas still thinks that Ezekiel Elliott's good and they don't run Tony Pollard. So uh, if that keeps up, why, why would I pick against uh, Washington? And that's a good point that a lot of these guys on Dallas, uh, Dallas's team, uh, they were good several years ago. The Tyron Smith, Ezekiel Elliott, um, even Zach Martin, his best years were a couple of years ago. Uh, Ellie, who do you like in this one? We all know that Dallas is a bunch of front runners. And so they're going to try to run the ball early and not have any success, and they're going to go away from it. They're going to go to the passing game. Their, their run game is really predicated on the pass game being successful anyway. So I don't think they're really going to commit to the run that much. And I think it'll partially be because of the success that they're having in the pass game, but also because it's just not something that I think that they're better at than we are. Our defensive line, even with the replacements in there, are better than their, uh, than their run game with their starters. So I just – I don't think it's going to be something they're going to be able to do early. And I think they're just going to get comfortable trying to pass the football. This feels like a 50 pass attempt Dak Prescott game to me, you know? All right. Last one, special teams. Our guys, Brian Johnson, the hero of Bethesda, Maryland, punter Tressway, returner DeAndre Carter, and the long snapper Cameron Cheeseman. Oh, and of course, Troy Apke for the Cowboys. Cowboys, we've got 
Greg Zerline is their kicker. Punter Brian Anger. Uh, returner C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard both back there. So we don't know which one will uh, will get the uh, the call. And then uh, their long snapper, Jake McQuaid. Eric, who you got? Washington. We've got the greatest kicker in the NFL history. In NFL history, um, he proved it last week. Uh, and half the team might even know his name this week, so that's fantastic. We've of course got the Apke factor. Tressway is a fantastic punter. Uh, Greg Zerline is another one of those dudes that was good in 2017. Good on him. But uh, it's 2021, and it's time for him to retire. So advantage Washington as per usual in special teams. Le special teams, who you got? I don't want to be the bad guy this week, but I feel like I'm sounding like the bad guy this week. I think, like we said a couple of pods ago, as DeAndre Carter improves as a receiver, he is regressing a little as a returner. And I think for that fact, and we don't have Joey Sly, the kicker of the year, I'm going to go with Dallas. Greg Zerline's been an amazing kicker in this league for a long time. Trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate complimenting the Cowboys. I'm just trying to be real. Um, you're wearing Spurs right now. <laughs> not even like you're just a straight up fan. I've got a big hate... blue foam finger on. This is pathetic. <laughs> I really thought better of you. I hate the Cowboys. So, um, and I, you know, CD Lamb and Tony Pollard are really dynamic in the return game. So, I'm actually going to go Washington because I got bullied into it by Eric. So, I'm going to go Washington. Go Washington. <laughs> There we go. That's what I like to hear. All right. The returners for me, they're, they're very similar. Um, C.D. Lamb, DeAndre Carter, they're explosive guys. Kickers, I've got to go with uh, Brian Johnson. You come into a big uh, moment like that, pressure-filled. You make that kick after, you know, essentially sitting for how many weeks you were on a practice squad, just sitting there, not knowing if uh, you'll get released or anything. And you come in, you make that kick and we win the game. So our guys all the way. And then now the last most important one, coaching matchup, Dallas head coach, Mike McCarthy, defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. And then you already know who our guys are. Ron Rivera, Scott Turner and Jack Del Rio. Eric. Well, our coach doesn't look like Kirby from those old Sega video games. So I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. advantage Washington. I'm not sure Ron Rivera has ever blown off practice or meetings to get a massage. So again, yes. I'm going to go with Ron <laughs> Rivera. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, Ron Rivera is two and zero against Dallas. Mike McCarthy's zero and two against Washington. That's good enough for me. Advantage Washington. There you go. Ellie, who are you going to pick? Our coach doesn't look like Doug Heffernan from King of Queens. So I'm going to go. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm going to go with Washington. I think, uh, you know, Dan Quinn defensively has never scared me as a defensive coordinator. Uh, he just hasn't. I'm sorry. I think he's really overrated as a defensive coordinator. He reminds me a lot of Jim Haslett in the sense that he can get a defense functioning if they weren't previously but he's not going to put an elite defense on the field. He's just not. Mike McCarthy. He's really good at blowing leads in the Super Bowl. Yes, he is. And that, well, we like him for that. I don't know if they're going to want him in Dallas for that. But McCarthy was a terrible hire when it happened. I don't like him as a coach because he really isn't a motivating guy. He's just one of those guys that's just kind of there. 
And so at least Ron Rivera has been motivating the team lately. And Kellen Moore is an offensive coordinator. He's done well. I like him. He's, he's, he's done a pretty good job. But as a collective, Washington has this by a mile, a country mile, too, for you Dallas fans. I agree with both of you. This is Washington all the way. And I will say this about Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy had a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, and let me say again, a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, and he got fired. <laughs> Not only did he get fired, the quarterback hated his guts so much, he got him fired. That's how bad Mike McCarthy is. So I, I don't even want to say his name and Ron Rivera is in the same sentence because Ron Rivera is levels above him. Jack Del Rio, Dan Quinn, uh, I think Jack Del Rio is a little bit better than him. I agree about Dan Quinn, but that's not that big of a, a, a difference. But I will go with uh, Jack Del Rio. I will say Kellen Moore is a better offensive coordinator. I think he understands uh, scheme. He understands how to attack a, an opposing defense based on down distance uh, formation personnel, whereas Scott Turner is just concerned about more so his offense, his plays sometimes. Um, so I will say he's he's probably better than Scott Turner, but advantage Washington. Kellen yeah. Moore is Jason Garrett without the clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I have no respect for him whatsoever. I, I think he's actually fairly decent. And I think, and we have a blog coming out about who's going to rule the NFC East in a couple, you know, for the next couple of years. And coming that, out tonight. Coming out tonight. Okay, so... In that, we talk a lot about the coaching for the various teams. And I think, you know, one of the things with Mike McCarthy is how patient is Jerry Jones going to be with that guy? I think, you know, he, he's kind of goofed up already. I just don't have a lot of faith in him as a coach, period. I think they should have got someone else to be their head coach. And that's why Dallas is going to fail again, because it's the exact same situation they had with Wade Phillips and Jason yep. Garrett 10 years yep. ago. Is they're just, you know, everybody knows Kellen Moore is the coach in waiting and yep. McCarthy's a placeholder and it's only a matter of time. And Absolutely. don't be surprised if Moore gets a pay raise and starts making more money than uh, McCarthy at some point. It's going to happen. It's Rinse just the Rinse. way they do things. You're 100% correct. Eric, how do you think this game plays out? Give me a score prediction. Give me who gets the dub. I got Washington 200 to nothing. <laughs> it took me a minute oh. to <laughs> It's uh, I'll take two of those. Yeah, you and your you and your fifty points for Seattle amateurs. Uh, now look, this is Dallas week, and I, you know I've been tongue in cheek this whole episode. Uh, you know, logic goes out the window in this series in general, so that's kind of I'm just making illogical predictions. Generally, when in in the history of these two teams, um, when Dallas has been at full strength something weird has to happen for Washington to win. It's just the way it's always been like the Santana Moss game or like the block field goal with Sean Taylor returning it. Just all those, just little weird things happen. Last year, Dallas was not at full strength and Washington destroyed them. It's, it's not the same thing. So in this case, I got Washington winning. I'm going to take them. And I'm going to say that something weird happens in the fourth quarter to put Washington over the top. So I'm rolling with Washington and I'm going to go 31, 28 Washington. Mm. we are putting like 30 on the board yep is it but is it going to be 31 28 to where it comes down to something late or do you think that's just you know yeah it's going to be something there's going to be some weird like y'all are y'all were like little babies when this happened but like back in the day there was this game at rfk stadium where like 
Troy Aikman fumbled in the end zone and Emmett Smith, instead of just like knocking it or picking it, he tried to like toss it out of the end zone and somebody caught it and scored it. It was like, this is wonky stuff like that. And there's going to be some weird thing that's going to happen on defense where, you know, Dallas, there's going to be some weird snap infraction type rule where Dallas just screws something up and Washington wins. Dallas will have a chance to win, but they won't. I would take that every day of the week. Brian, how do you see it playing out? Give me a score. Give me your game outcome. The outcome is the good guys win. Washington wins 28-26. I feel that this game is going to be our unveiling. It'll be the, the new Washington football team dominance over the Cowboys. But because it is a rivalry game, all uh, records, everything goes out the window. They're close games. Uh, you know, unlike, uh, you know, last year, like Eric said, uh, you know, if one team is just, you know, really, uh, you know, out of it uh, and missing players, things like that. Um, I think it'll be close, but I think if you watch the game, I think it'll be clear that we are a much improved team. And the guys right now, our players, they will fight for Ron all four quarters. I don't know if Dallas will fight all four quarters. If Dallas gets down a couple of touchdowns, I don't know if they're going to fight. I, I really think Dallas will tap out if it, if they get behind, I don't think they'll, I don't think we'll beat them that bad, but um, I, I know our guys will fight. I don't know about Dallas. I think they're frauds. Uh, I'm going 28, 26. 28, 26. Okay. That's a dub. We'll take it. Uh, for me, Shout out to our guy, Les, on Twitter. He always gives me a hard time because I <laughs> generally pick against Washington. Um, I'm going to do it again tonight, though. I'll tell you this. Because I, at some point in the universe, I'm not in the universe, I'm kidding. But at some point, statistics start to matter. Data starts to matter. It is improbable to have a five-game win streak in the NFL, right? At some point, that that whatever you call it, comes home to roost. Um, I think Dallas has an offense that's powerful enough to change how we play this game. I hope it doesn't, and I hope the coaches are disciplined and stay with their game plan. Even if we get down by, say, 10 points, I hope we stick with what we do best. But I have a feeling that they might not. I don't like it. I feel like we will certainly have opportunities in this game. I just don't know if we're going to take advantage of them. I want us to. Just not sure if we will. So what I'm going to say is. We damn boys. That's what you're saying. <laughs> we hear <laughs> You leave me alone. Turn your video I, on. You're wearing a giant 10-gallon hat right now. <laughs> you have a star on your chest. I'm going to Arby's. No, um, all right. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to say. Curly fries, though. Down, <laughs> I'm going to go, all right, Dallas 29, Washington 21. And I think this is going to be one of those games where Dallas gets up early and we make a push to come back, but we may just not have enough in the tank to do it. I don't want that to be the case. I love my Washington football team. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the science here, and I probably shouldn't because, Eric, you're right. When these games happen in the division, something weird happens. And, and what you expect to happen doesn't happen, but I'm just going to play it safe. I'm going to go with my logic. I'm going to say Dallas wins this game, but guess what? There's another one to catch them later in the season. So Eric, any final thoughts on Dallas week? H T T F T. Let's do this. We need it. Let's get it. Brian, what are your final thoughts? Ron Rivera is about to go three and O against Dallas as the Washington football team head coach.
So what you're saying is Ron Rivera's a better coach than Joe Gibbs. I'm writing that down. <laughs> New blog coming. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> 2021, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, here's my final thought. Throw everything I said out the window. We're going to win. No. Um, it's going to be a fun game. This is what it's about. And we don't have to win every game the rest of the season. We don't have to run the table. We just have to make sure that we win enough of them. I think we'll be competitive. I really, really do. This just high-powered offense scares me a little bit right now. Maybe they'll show me different on Sunday. I hope they do. I hate that it's a 1 o'clock game because I kind of want the momentum and the hype to build. I don't want any other eyes on any other game except for our game. I wish they'd flex this. They're not going to. But I'm going to enjoy it as it is. I hope we come out with a W. I know everybody listening does as well. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to check out the site, wftdeclassified.com. And uh, tell a friend to tell a friend once again. It's Dallas week. Hey, Eric and Brian, give me a We Want Dallas chant. Let me hear it. We Mm. want Dallas. We want Dallas. There it is. Let's go.